Recommend Cronies to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, Hard Knocks Recap, Episode 3. I'm here with my best friend, Jay Gill, and I am ready to break this down, buddy. Do you like Dude, the episode? Dude, I'm so ready. I am so ready. Dude, I'm telling you, I love Hard Knocks this year. Oh, it is right. so much fun. That was a good episode. I liked it. Let's uh, just start it off right away, man. The four yeah. levels of a competitor. From Mr. Robert Sala. Before you, I wrote down all four levels. I wrote down kind of describing what they mean. Go ahead. Before you get into the speech, um, how good of a speaker is Robert Sala? Like, oh my goodness. He fires me up. He definitely has a motivational speaker career when he is done because he's good. The more he talks, the more I'm like... I, I don't even he talked his way into the head coaching job. He's he's talked his way through all these coaching jobs. You sit down with this guy and he just fires you up though. But I I loved it. The four types of competitors, Ryan, take it away. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got him written down. Go for it. Okay, yeah. So he he's doing this big speech and he's like, "Hey, Aaron, I know you've been playing for 20 years. You might learn something too. Pay attention." And he goes, "There's four types of competitors." There's the uh, commander, the competitor, the contender, and the survivor. And he's like, let's start at the bottom. There's the survivor. They do just enough to get by. Um, they love taking the easy way out. They're, they're so miserable that they love bringing other people down to their level. Every organization has at least one survivor. He even then pointed you have out, the contender. He even, he even pointed out in there, we have him in here and you know who you are. He did. He did. I was like, dang. He's calling people out. Uh, Then you have the contender, and they're motivated by the external factors, money, fame, um, the person they're going against. If the external factors are not there, then the contender loses their drive. Then they don't want to then they don't want to keep going. They have to have an outside motivation. Money or fame. Yeah. Yep. A competitor, they're eternally motivated to be their best regardless of the situation. He said, I want everyone in here to be a competitor. Your playing time to you doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. Fame doesn't matter. You just want to be your best no matter what. You have a championship mindset. And he said, when you have a championship mindset, you embarrass the crappy ones and you make the great ones look normal. And then there's the last one, and that's the commander. And he said all of the traits of the competitor, with one exception, he brings people with him. Not everyone can be commanders, but we can all be competitors. It fired me up. I'm going to use it at our next manager's meeting next week. I'm excited to talk about the four. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) You can't help it. It's good stuff. I want to share it with my team at work. Like, I I really liked it. He fired me up. What uh, what do you think you are, Jay? What level are you? You know, I'm striving to be a commander. I want to bring people with me. Um, and I've I've always had that gift, so I'm gonna keep. He fired me up to check myself in the mirror and make sure I'm not being a contender, only motivated by outside factors. Um, I know from the past working with you, I would I would definitely say you're for sure a competitor. You could be a contender though. You have it in you. So 
Commander. Commander. Commander, sorry. You're definitely a competitor. Yeah, you. you were okay. definitely a competitor, no doubt. Yeah. But you have a contender in you. Sir, Commander, you are... Commander. You are a commander through and through. So, yeah, that's fun stuff. Yes. I also loved... So he had on the slides, and then when it ended, I loved their slogan. It's A-G-N-B. All gas, no break. All gas, no break, baby. And then throughout the episode, you saw that everywhere, even at the Jets headquarters. They have it on the wall. Um, A-G-N-B. All gas, no break. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I like that motto. Yeah. He, he said that from his first meeting there, and... I say that all the time now. When I'm at work, I always tell people, all gas, no break, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, one of my uh, favorite things on the episode was the behind the scenes with Randall Cobb. Uh, you've been around a long well, time. Yeah. I thought it was awesome how uh, I knew him and Aaron Rodgers were friends, but I didn't know. like They're like brothers, and it was pretty cool. And they went behind the scenes. His kids call him Uncle Aaron. They do... Uh, they announced they were having a kid uh, by uh, telling their kids there's going to be another hand in the mob cob or the cob mob, yep. whatever he called it. That was pretty Yep, fun. yep, that was cool. Um, but it was just... Aaron, Ro- it's beyond that. Aaron Rodgers is a godfather to one of his kids. Yeah, yeah. If anything happens to Randall and his wife, Aaron is going to have a baby. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, that's cool. I didn't know I it was mean, that mean. If you're a godparent, do you... Do you really think people leave you their kids in their will? Because on a legal standpoint, what if they don't. <laughs> on a legal standpoint, if somebody doesn't make a will, it doesn't go to the godfather and godmother. It goes to the next of kin. <laughs> it doesn't. I, hey, if you're going to do that, I hope you have a will. You know, it's got to be saying, in there. I'm a godfather of when we lived uh, somewhere a long time ago. Me and my wife were the godparents to their first kid, and I we like my we stay in contact through social media. But there ain't no way they leaving their kid to us. Ryan, one forever. day you're gonna have a random kid on your porch with a letter. <laughs> my parents died. You're in charge yeah. of me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but he, you know, he said in the huddle, tall his receivers were having a little meeting, and he was talking to him how they need to get better at route running. They need yep. to study it. They need to watch tape and learn what they're doing wrong because if you're not in the right spot Aaron Rodgers ain't throwing it to you and Aaron Rodgers will go off on you and he'll unload on you and Aaron Rodgers earlier that day had a press conference and uh, he had brought up out of the blue about some words going out there about him and that he's not like that anymore and he he doesn't have that kind of temper anymore where he He's more of a, a guiding and, and help you. That's how he feels. So he knew that was already in the episode. So you know he is part of the production and okaying what gets said about him and what doesn't. So I was surprised. For sure. I was surprised he let that in there, to be honest with you. It was probably because it was his buddy, Randall. Well, I think it lets people know, though. I think it was cool to see Randall Cobb talk to the receivers because you got to see that that mentorship that wise veteran presence that he brings and i loved the way he put it he was like look aaron hates throwing interceptions so if he doesn't have trust in you you're not going to get the ball yeah just play, pl- plain and simple and so i loved that part it made me realize uh that my brother john was correct um he really is the emotional support cob 
for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that he need Aaron needs Randall to be around. He's his emotional support human. And hey, so if we got to pay Randall Cobb a million dollars to make Aaron Rodgers happy, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before you move on from Cobb, when he did, uh, when the mom did say there's going to be another hand in the mob cob, you know, another baby, the little boy went, Mommy, will I have a baby in my belly too? I thought that was really funny because yeah, she's yeah. like, I finally did it. I have a baby in my belly. Mommy, will I have a baby in my belly? <laughs> that was funny to catch uh, on camera. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Uh, I think Corey Davis must have watched this episode last night and watched Randall Cobb say this in the huddle because he retired yeah, today. He yeah, retired. I don't. I don't want to learn these routes. I'm out. I just like running down the field. So he's out. Uh, uh, that was funny. You know, we lose Corey Davis, and in this episode, we gained Delvin Cook. They didn't show a lot, uh, but they showed him. Uh, oh, my favorite scene was when they showed Delvin Cook. And Brees Hall from behind when their jerseys. I'm like, oh baby, that oh, backfield. Oh man, so lit. The crowd went nuts for Dalvin Cook too. They were chanting, chant, chanting his name. Um, I didn't realize that his wife was having a baby, which is why he wasn't around this yeah. weekend. So makes total sense now. We didn't get to see Cook for long, like you said, but when he was there, that was cool. Um, you talk about Brees Lightning. They showed a lot of him um, when he got back on the field uh, during practice. Catching The whole time he's catching the ball, running hard, getting hit, my knees are just quivering because I'm no. just like, oh, please <laughs> don't. don't. Like, I just feel this pain within my knee. I'm like, ah, I don't know if you get, um, you know, the, the sympathy pains, but I do. Yeah, and boy, was he fast. Did you see how fast that guy was? He looked good. There's a He's reason run- they call him Brees Lightning. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had said in a press conference uh, about him and Garrett Wilson that he said it earlier about Garrett Wilson when Wilson had that little ankle injury. Uh, he came back on the field against um, Tampa Bay, and he said, what was the difference? Because their offense played really good against Tampa Bay in their scrimmages. And he said, when Garrett Wilson, he's out there. We're just a whole different offense. And then after that first practice with Brees, he said, same thing with Brees. It is such a noticeable difference when that guy is out there. He is so explosive and such a weapon. And I'm just so excited for the season with those two. Yeah. Um, Before before we get into the um, scrimmages with the Buccaneers, because that was interesting, um, Woody Johnson showed up. (laughs) And they had Woody Johnson doing a speech, and he had that really big bling necklace. I didn't know what it said. Well, Woody. What, what did it, it said say? Woody. Was it, was it Woody? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, of course you're going to put Woody on there. Oh, that's so funny. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah he is a very hands-on owner. Uh, obviously, he helped recruit. He likes to sit in and be involved in every decision. And he was. He went away to Europe to be an ambassador for the NFL and the I think the United States, too, as an ambassador for you know several years and his son ran it those were some dark days because he just came he just came back last year and uh or no three years ago when joe douglas and robert sol and all those guys got hired so he makes such a noticeable difference he's a very smart man um yeah they did uh show the rookie show we talked about that last week on how bad they failed (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> Drome Cap totally redeemed him by doing the Eminem freestyle from 8 Mile where he went against Papa Doc and he destroyed it. And most of those people, the players in that uh, crowd, knew all the words to it as well. It was, yeah, dude, they just loved it because it's it's such a great song, and so everyone was just singing singing it along with them. I was actually like, I could do way better than this guy. Like, if that's all they need, put me up in front of these guys. I'm I'm the white rapper. Let me do this. Yeah, but uh, it, it, that 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 was pretty fun. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, they keep emphasizing well we'll get to that they did highlight a couple of rookies this episode i talked about how i want to do that uh israel yep. abanaconda yep. don't want it unless guy. you got buns hun and uh tanzel smart who has uh, been in the league for a long time but he's trying to make the roster seven um, year vet I don't think they would highlight these guys because the Jets have it's been widely known they don't want to show cut players. So I'm just assuming both these guys are going to make it. Agreed. But they showed they showed their families and all that, and that was all kind of cool. I thought um, it was very it, it was very special. It was cool to see uh, that Tanzel Smart. He's been with the Jets for four years now. He's only played in six games. Yeah. So. The, but it's one of those things where you have to have depth at the position. He, he's on the defensive line. You don't know what's going to happen through the season. You don't know when you're going to get your shot to get out there. So every time, though, he's stepping on the field, he talked about, my mentality is this is the last time I'm going to be on the field. Give it everything I have. And every snap they showed, boy, he was getting after it. So yep. he he's definitely one of those guys I think you want on the roster just because he brings that kind of uh, dedication and motivation to the team. So pre- he, pretty cool he, to watch that because I had no idea even who the guy was. And yeah. now I probably won't forget him. I only knew him because he made a big play in that Tampa Bay game, which they showed. Um, yep. That's the only that's the first time I ever even heard of him. Oh, and then he made the he was wasn't he the guy who did the Kikuchi board comment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of charcuterie, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Abinaconda, uh, they showed him he got a knee injury. That I knew was interesting that to see thigh contusion, not thigh knee contusion. injury. A thigh knee, contusion. yeah, a knee into the thigh where his whole leg went numb. That hurts, yeah. by the way. That happened to me in basketball once. Uh, oh. But it was interesting because they were taping his family when that happened, and you know you don't usually don't get to see that reaction. And yeah, I was his family took it pretty well, you know, and they stuck around and walked him to the bus and all that. That I thought that was all pretty cool. I liked showing. I've really liked Abinaconda just throughout the preseason so far. So I really enjoyed them showing more of him. Um, and I like they put the element, will he make the team, will he not? I think Izzy definitely is, is oh, yeah. going to they, they spent a fifth round pick on him. Oh, uh, yeah. They're probably, they probably going to cut Bam Knight, but now that Izzy's probably going to be hurt for the first few weeks, they'll keep Bam Knight now so the Dolphins or somebody can't get him. Yeah. They, they, they even said if they put Izzy on the practice squad, he ain't going to last there long. A, a, a different team would pick him up. Oh, yeah. Is he? Oh, yeah. They're, he'll oh, be absolutely. on the roster. He's too explosive. They can't. He is. They'll keep him on the roster. He'll be their fourth running back, and he should be because he can. he's a home run type running back. That's what they yeah. like. Um, Zach Wilson, they just – they this is – they almost show him more than Aaron Rodgers. And 
I'm almost what my take on this now is, and he looked great in this episode again. But my, I think what's happening is the Jets are using this uh, PR and this opportunity to change the public's opinion on Zach Wilson. So I think they want HBO to say, hey, this is a good guy. Show him more. And luckily enough, his the mentorship with Aaron Rodgers and, and the pressure off of him, his ability to get better is helping everything. And I think, to be honest with you, I think the media and a lot of the fans have changed their mind on Zach Wilson. So Well, I don't think you can watch this and not have your opinion like, oh my gosh, he's just a really cool guy. Um, and to watch him and Aaron Rodgers, that is, that's one of the highlights of the show, is watching Aaron mentor Zach Wilson. Um, before we get into that part of the of the game, do you want to talk about the uh, the Bucks um, scrimmage? Well, real quick the on, practice. The, uh, on the Zach Wilson Aaron Rodgers relationship, I don't know if you saw this in the week, but uh, Aaron Rodgers came out and said that he ideally uh, he would like to play for about three years and then hand the ball off to Zach Wilson so he can do it for another fifteen years. So that, that was pretty cool. That's very that, cool. That's exactly what I said after that yep. first episode. Um, yeah, the scrimmage was uh, very physical, a lot of fighting. Uh, it was like Rod- five different fights. I think there was eleven actually, but they only showed five. They showed a, quite a bit. They didn't show the. They also didn't show a coach that got hurt and got. I was going to ask you about that it. because they, they didn't show that. But yeah. what, what what coach got hurt? You you were telling me about it. I don't know which coach it was. I think it was one on the Jets side. Um, but he ended up being okay. They just, for precautionary reasons, took him there. But, yeah, wow. those guys were getting out of control on fighting. Um, before I talk about uh, ball, I want to. I do want to say this. The The teams were talking, um, and it was one of the guys on the Buccaneers, and he's talking to one of the Jets players, and he's like, man, I just don't. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have Devontae Adams. I don't know who he's going to throw to. And then it cuts over to Garrett Wilson walking on the field and Rodgers and Wilson. And they just do this awesome compilation video of Rodgers firing the ball to Wilson over and over and over again. And I'm like, I'm targeting him so hard in drafts right now. (laughs) That guy is going to be a PPR monster with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. That's the connection. It looks so good if they've got me fired up. And then Rodgers even talking about um, um, Wilson saying, like, dude, I'm telling you, he's fast. He's special. He's fast. Um, I like that kid. And then you have Garrett Wilson talking, and he's like, man, I'm just trying to learn every day. I'm trying to learn from Rodgers. And one thing that's really helped be my translator is having Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard because they're able to really translate what Rodgers wants, and they're they're the ones mentoring me. So I thought that was really cool too. Yeah, Rodgers talked about <clears throat> in that press conference about Garrett Wilson how He's he said he's not as good as Devonte Adams, but he's right there. And he said he's he's like Devonte Adams or Jordy Nelson, where if they're running a route, you know if you can just buy an extra little tick, they're going to be wide open. And yep. he has he already has that confidence in Garrett Wilson already, and they haven't even played a game. I'm super excited. Super cool. Uh, go ahead, talk about talk about my favorite Jet cue ball. <laughs> 
Quinn and Williams, uh, Quentin Williams is so funny, but Mike Evans called him fat during the scrimmage. And so Q-Ball's just freaking out, and he's on the sidelines like, Mike Evans called me fat. And people are laughing, and he's like, it's not funny. I lost weight this offseason. I'm wanting to have a six-pack. Like, And he named some player. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even remember. He's like, am I really that fat? And then after the scrimmage, you see him approach um, Mike Evans, and he's like, man, that really hurt my feelings when you called me fat. And Mike yeah. laughed at first, and Quentin's like, I'm serious. I've been losing weight. Like, am I? do you really think I'm that fat? And Mike was like, <laughs> it was a joke, man. Like, no. Like, no. You're, you look great, man. You do. You look great. But I just, it was so funny. Like, that, oh, and another cool moment with between uh, Quentin Williams was when Quentin. Um, Quentin. Uh, Quinn and Williams, sorry, uh, Q-Ball was with Coach Robert Sala because Coach was, he's like, man, do you think I'm a, I'm trying to be a commander? You know, I want to lead people. <laughs> and Robert Sala was like, we, you wouldn't have gotten paid the money if you weren't a commander. Yeah. So, yeah, you're special, buddy. Yeah. When he was cool. on the, uh, yeah, that was great. When he was on the sideline uh, complaining about Mike Evans calling him fat, he was sitting next to Michael Clemens, who, when this, so first of all, I want to talk a little about Michael Clemens before I talk about what he said to him. Michael Clemens is the guy who walked into training camp with the baseball Lucille. He walks into games with his shirt off. The the guy just looks like an absolute monster. But he's talking to uh, Michael Clemens about Mike Evans calling him fat. And he goes, do you think I'm fat? And he goes, your body wasn't built to be skinny. (laughs) He goes, but do you think I look good for my body size? He goes, you look great for your body size. Oh, that's what I thought. You look great. You look great. <laughs> so funny. Yep, yep. Uh, I don't have much else on that uh, on that game. The only other thing during that game was in the the locker room. Zach Wilson explained why he wore a headband and uh, told Aaron Rodgers he wears his uh, towel on his right cheek, um, which were both kind of little funny little quims there. Yeah, well, and because Rogers was like, "Are you really going to wear the headband again?" And he's like, "Dude, I sweat so much, I can't see. Like, I have to. I I know you think I look obnoxious, but I have to wear this just so I can see." Um, another thing I I didn't know about Robert Sala has seven kids, yeah. so shout out to him. And it was funny. Aaron Rodgers was out there throwing passes with one of the kids, and Sala's like, "My kid has no idea how special it is yeah. to be throwing no the kidding. ball and catching yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. He has no idea." And so then Aaron walks over to him and he's like, "Hey, your kid punched me in the face." <laughs> and Robert Sala was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, we were doing. We have a handshake we do, and we were coming over. Our arms are supposed to come over and connect." And he punched me in the face (laughs) and it caught me off guard. And I thought I must've needed that. I guess I needed to get punched in the face, but so funny. I, I've, I've loved watching Aaron Rodgers. The only other thing I had was on the sidelines. So if you didn't get to watch it, you need to go watch the highlight right now. Zach Wilson had a 35 yard scamper, uh, during the uh, game and it was an amazing run. I texted Ryan like when it happened and was like, did you see this play? Like it was so cool. So I was really excited to see it during hard knocks. And so many people were going up to Aaron Rodgers like, eh, 
you sure you're going to be our starter, Rodgers? I don't think you can do that. You sure you're going to? And I mean, it was so funny to see Rodgers' face and how he had to handle that. And so, and everyone was like, why didn't he just run out of bounds? Like, because he, he broke free and he could have ran out, but he threw his shoulder into it to gain that extra five yards. And so Rodgers and him were talking on the sidelines, and it was just funny because Rodgers was like, I'm pretty sure he thought he could score. And so he's talking to Wilson, and Wilson's like, I just thought I could score. (laughs) And Rodgers like, I remember when I was young and dumb. Go out of bounds, kid. (laughs) Go out of bounds. Well, then he goes to him. He goes, if you would have hurdled him, that would have been an all-timer right there. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, just watching those little moments and those interactions, you can definitely see – the rapport that they've built up with each other and the the whole time i'm sitting here thinking zach wilson if he does come out of this um the starter and has a long career with the jets and is good the only person he can think is aaron Rodgers. like he completely turned this kid's life around by coming there and, and and helping him out it's it's pretty cool to see and I would love nothing more because I invested money into his jersey, so I would like that to pay off for me. Uh, one other thing from that game, as you were talking about Zach Wilson's run, which I thought was hilarious, they brought in uh, probably the best partner in the league, Thomas Morstead, and <laughs> Randall Cobb was going crazy because nobody's noticed when this guy gets out the field, he sprints as fast as he can, and they clocked him going like 18 miles per hour when he runs off the field. <laughs> he they, runs as hard as he can, and Cobb is dying laughing. And so then he starts telling people, and they start watching, and you see a whole group of guys <laughs> just dying laughing. They're like peeing themselves. They're laughing so hard. And you just see Morstead as fast as he can running. <laughs> and Cobb goes up and talks to him. And he goes, well, I don't get on the field much, and so I figured I might as well take advantage and run as hard as I can. <laughs> Stay loose. <yeah. laughs> because... I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Obviously, Hard Knocks wasn't paying attention, so they had to find any clip they could. And they they had one of Roberts on the sideline. You just see this green blur go right past him. It's so funny. Oh, so dumb. And then, and then, uh, then yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, and then they wrapped the show up, bringing on the uh, karate master himself, Mr. Ralph oh, uh, Ralph Macchio. Kid. Yes. And so super fun to see him show up. I had no – makes sense he's a Jets fan. The guy's from uh, – from The Bronx, yeah. The Bronx. And so, like, he has his accent and everything. They had a super fun time with him. I, I enjoyed that part of the show, too. Yeah, he said uh, – he said to – he used Mr. Miyagi's line. To succeed in life in all aspects, you need to find balance. And he said, the first time in my life, this team has balance. And then they made yeah, him cuss. Was, then they made him cuss because he never cussed. They did. <laughs> well, he, he bleeped himself out, and they were like, what'd you say? What'd you say? Yeah. And then, and then so then he went ahead and, and cussed at them. And, oh, I was crying laughing. It was so funny. That, <laughs> it was, it was a great it was a great episode. Like I, I don't am, know, I don't know how many more they're doing if they're doing one or two because there's only uh, two weeks left to the season, but only one more preseason game. I, I I figured just one more, but if we get two more, I'd I'd be happy with that. The uh, the next preseason game I'm really looking forward to because all the starters are playing, except for except for uh, Dwayne Brown in the running and Brees Hall and Delvin Cook. Everybody else is playing, so. 
I was hoping we'd get a little bit of Dalvin Cook um, just to see what he has, too. I know he needs to get some reps. Um, but um, you did see that they activated Dwayne Brown off the pup list. So Today, the, yep, guy's yep. Gonna, the, the guy's going to be – they're hoping he's going to be ready to go week one. So we'll see. Yeah, he should be ready. We got our – it sounds like we got our uh, starting – they already announced Mackay Becton will be the starting right tackle. I was surprised they didn't talk about him in this episode. I was really surprised. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. So, should be good. Till next time. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time. 